Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up, to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Never allow the name of God to become mundane, the name of Jesus to be like any other name. There is no other name that's greater than his name. And the psalmist is so clear here. How majestic is your name? That's a praise. Then you've set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of the children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemy. In other words, when God, God has identified a group of people in the earth, and when the world is grieving, the church is praising. And through his children, praising even, even though there's suffering, and praising even though there's grief, and praising even though there's depression, Praising even though there's laws. You cause the enemies of God to realize that God is still on the throne. You even silence the foe of God and the avenger of your soul. Whether you know it or not, there's an enemy after your breath. Didn't want you to survive. Wants you to get caught up in offense and miss your destiny. But God has given us a remedy. In the midst of it all, you can lift up your hand and give him the glory and the praise. And it steals the avenger. I want to look at the entire psalm there. Psalm chapter, uh, the eighth psalm, verses one. There are nine verses. And you need to go back and read them. When you're going through issues, trials, and traumas, read the eighth psalm. Oh, Lord, our Lord. Oh, Lord, our Lord, O oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic, majestic is your name in all the earth. Look at verse three. When I consider your heavens, uh, this is one of the dynamics that praise has is that every once in a while, God didn't want you to consider what you're going through. He wants you to take a step out of your house, your apartment, your townhouse, or wherever you live and lift up your head. Change your perspective because you can be depressed in the house and get a fresh wind when you step out of the house. Look at the word, it's clear. When I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, step out of your house to consider it. The moon and the stars. The moon is a reflection of the sun. It doesn't cast off light. It just reflects light. And you and I need to be reflectors of light. Glory to God. The scripture also uh, tells us that when, Jake, when Joseph had his dream, uh, the sun represented his father, but the moon was his mother. Glory to God. To the women, to the moons. I want to encourage you to every once in a while, if you want God to work in the house, you got to step out under the heavens and give God some praise. To the moon, the stars, which you have set in place. I want you to consider the stars and the heavens that you've set in place. And then what is man that you're mindful of him in verse 4? He created all of these great uh, consolations. 
Yet he's concerned about you. You need to understand that God does not dwell on stars. He's not there on the sun. He's not walking across the moon. He's already done that. But he inhabits the praises of his people. Glory to God. When you praise him, you bring him to your home. That's why the enemy don't want you to praise. He wants you to get sad. But today we're going to turn your lips that's going downward upward. And if your heart, the corners of your heart turn upward, your mouth will follow. And if you praise him, that thing on your back is going to lift. That bear on your back has to go. If you praise him, you won't be the same. If you praise him, get your perspective right. Because if it was up to the enemy, you would not be here. Glory to God. But we are here. Can we give him some glory for that? And even those of you that are at home, you got used to not coming into the house. I want you to give God praise right now. Do a praise break. You need to give God some glory for the things he's done. He took care of your children. He's taking care of you. You still have a job. You still have something to look forward to. He hasn't forsaken you. You look pretty good to me. You're still eating. You're able to get what you need. Your stuff is right. You need to give God some glory. What is man that you're mindful of him? And the son of man that you care for him. You made him even a little lower than the angels. Scripture says and crowned him with glory and honor. So if you looked at an angel and you looked at a man, the angel is a little larger and broader and bigger and more powerful. Yet God loves to hang out with you. The frail version of his creation. He loves the fact that he gave you a free will and you choose to give him glory. And when you do, it blesses his holy name. Look at verse 6. You made him ruler over the works of your hands and put everything under his feet. Talking about Jesus and the flocks and the herds and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Never allow the name of God to go into depression with you. Keep it above. Never allow the name of God to go through the stages that you're going through. Always keep it above. I want to encourage you to praise the Lord because if you praise him, you will triumph over every attack the enemy is trying to launch against your life. Some of us are trying to deal with willpower and trying to think different. But if you praise him, the praise will shift your thinking. And if you praise God, you will triumph over every attack of the enemy. Think about the goodness of God. Think about how he saved you. Think about what Jesus did. Pretty good for us, but bad for him. (laughs) He took the bludgeons. He took the beatings. He took all of that. That I can give him glory. I'm I'm grateful for that. And if you praise God, you will be able to survive every attack of the enemy. If you praise God, that trouble that you're facing is going out the door. See, trouble wants to come to your house and unpackage bags. But today, your praise is going to make trouble pack up the bag and go back out the door. Don't let trouble sleep in your room. Don't let trouble be in your iPad. Don't let trouble be in your ear. Stop listening to the music of trouble and let's get trouble out the house and get the praise back on the inside. If you praise God, your situation is taken care of by God. 
Whatever that situation is, if you praise God, the situation that you're going through is taken care of by God. Glory. I need him to take care of some things that I can't. I tried to take care of it. I tried to deal with it, but it's just not working. It's not working for me. So what I'm going to do is praise him and let him take care of the trouble. If you praise God, that circumstance that you're dealing with is resolved because you are a child of the Most High God. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Praise him because of how great he is. Praise him because of who he is and praise him for what he's done. I believe somebody's perspective is changing right now. God doesn't need to do anything now for you to praise him. He's already done enough for you to give him some glory. Just look over your shoulders, honey. Ooh, God is there. God is there. Just call his name because God is there. Well, I'll preach myself happy. Glory to God. God has always been there. When I couldn't see him, he was there. When my mind was running somewhere down left field, God was there. When I couldn't see my way, God was there. When I didn't know how to work it out, God was there. That's why I give him the glory and the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. If you praise God, that problem is gone. Come on, blow your problem out, blow it out. Keep your mask on now. Don't be blowing on me. But you can blow through the mask. Glory to God, that problem is gone. The wind is blowing it away. Thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost, the breath of God that blows away the problems in your life. And I believe many of you are facing some serious problems, especially mental. And what I mean by that, you are so full of anxiety, it's affecting your behavior. But today, your praise is blowing that anxiety away. Praise him for setting you free. Praise him for delivering him, for delivering you. Praise him because of the blood of Jesus that was shed for you. I'm giving you some ammunition here. If you start doing this, that anxiety is not going to overcome you. You just start giving him praise. You'll start crying right in your bedroom. You'll start crying. Whew, that's where God starts moving. Glory to God. Yes, he makes me cry too. He makes me cry too. What does bishop mean if you can't praise? <laughs> what does a singer mean you can't praise? What does a musician and you can't praise? What does a member of a church and you can't praise? Nobody will outgrow this. What is being a young person? You can't praise God. You can do everything else. You love what happened last week. You love that Brady. They want to change the name of the city to Tom Brady. Tampa Brady. Not Tampa Bay. Not Tampa Bay. Tom, 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 Tampa Brady. <laughs> now, if that was your team, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Buccaneers, I guarantee you, you were lifting up holy hands or your hands when your team won. God is greater and want to give him the glory and the praise and the honor. 
When I look over what he's done for this ministry during a pandemic, how he's kept us together. Yes, we've struggled. We've gone through issues, but we're still standing. So praise him for setting you free. Write it down. Praise him for the blood of Jesus that paid the penalty, the price for your sins and the darkness of sin that comes with sin. Darkness comes with sin, but he set us free through his blood. Maybe we need to praise him for managing the five stages of grief. Many people have lost loved ones during this time and going through grief right now. But we want to praise him that he's helping us to manage the five stages of grief. The first stage, denial. As soon as you lose a job, a house, or your health, or a loved one, the first thing, I can't believe it. What? That's what we go through. But he's helping you to manage that level. Usually people spin out of that stage real quick. It may take a couple of hours, but denial doesn't stay there for a long time. Now you got to deal with anger the next day. And a lot of people make decisions based on this day. They get even angry with loved ones, get angry with people, and they get angry with God. Because you're really grieving. You got to manage that right. Anger can disqualify you. You want to make sure that you're not allowing anger to dictate how you function and flow. And I could spend a lot of time getting the message from this morning at 8 o'clock. And then the third level of grief is bargaining. There are people, when you're going through, they'll start bargaining. They'll even say, I'll give up my life for you or I'll take on your burden. Be careful with that. Only God, only God can really bear burdens. Make sure you stay in your lane and God will stay in his lane. But this is a stage. There are some people when they're grieving, they'll give up everything that's valuable. They're willing to bargain. They'll even bargain with God. God, if you deliver my family member, if you do this, then I'll serve you. Remember, vows should be paid. Just watch that. And then some people will bargain with people. And watch when you're bargaining with people. Or you start allowing people to take all of your resources because you're going through grief. And they will take care of it. They will do it. A lot of people would do that. A lot of people like to take advantage of folk, take advantage of people who are, are grieving, especially when they're lowering their loved ones in the ground. They get phone calls from everyone. Your second cousin, you don't remember me, but I'm your second cousin from your mama's side. You know what I need? I heard you came off. I heard you came off. <laughs> Come on, man. Watch all of that, and people will bargain, right, for friendship. They'll start trying to buy it all. Be very careful during that stage. I heard you came off. I, I, need, a little, I, need, a little, I need, need a little help. The fourth stage is depression, and there are levels of depression. There are many levels of depression. You want to preach? You want to preach? <laughs> There are many levels of depression, many, many, many levels of depression. Please watch it. Never allow your ladder of elevation to sink into the pit of depression. If it goes into the pit, it's for one purpose, and that's for you to climb out of it. You want to climb out of all pits of depression. Depression can be an early grave for you. Don't allow the enemy to cause you to have this. To, don't allow the enemy to put a seal over the top of your pit of depression. 
And then the fifth stage of grief is acceptance. You come to grips with what happened. You realize that life and death is in the hand of the Lord. If you lost a job, if you lost a friend, if you lost a loved one, if you had a miscarriage, whatever it is, let God be God. You accept it, and then you hold your face up. When David lost his child, the scripture says, he went in, took a bath, changed his clothes, and he went into the house of God, and he began to worship. It's a good practice when you accept things for what they are, learn how to wash, change your clothes, which means you're changing your perspective. You're putting some things in the dirty laundry so it can get washed. And go into the house of God and you praise. Thank you, Jesus. I want to push you over to Psalm 63. Psalm 63. There are 11 verses in this psalm and you need to read them and ingest them. Because God requires praise even when you're at a disadvantage. This psalm is unique and it really speaks to me because this psalm is a psalm of David. King David wrote this. Uh, the best, the greatest king of the nation of Israel ever. But he wrote this when he was in the desert of Judah. While in the desert of Judah. While in a dry place. Now, we know Judah means praise, right? And then, and then uh, David is from that tribe, the tribe of Judah. Uh, it's like the lion that roars. It's like the lion that roars and strong. Uh, when you see God taking Moses and the tribes going to war, he would always send Judah out first. So Judah is equipped with the ability to fight, with the ability to face fears unflinchingly, with the ability to go to war. Judah has a sling and a harp. Glory to God. Judah has uh, smooth stones, glory to God, that can attack or hit the enemy in his soft spot and at the same time can strum the praise and demons flee. Glory to God. Judah is a very unique tribe. Uh, the fourth son of Jacob, glory to God. But Judah has problems and maybe your praise has a few problems as well. Maybe your praise is going through a dry time or a dry season, even though you have been equipped with all kinds of gifts and you have the ability to fight when necessary. But right now, you're in the desert of Judah. And I want to speak to those of you that are allowing the desert to dictate how you praise or your circumstance to dictate how you praise or what you lost to dictate how you praise or what you've gone through to dictate how you function with God. But I'm breaking it off of you today. I'm breaking off the chains and the fetters. I'm breaking off the anxiety on your mind. God has given you a praise and you need to release it. Look at verse 1. Oh God. Ah, good praise. Oh God. A psalm of David when he was in the desert of Judah. Oh God. You God. Glory to God. Are my God. 
Earnestly I will seek. Glory to God. Earnestly I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary place. Notice. This psalmist, David, is in a dry and weary place, but notice where he puts his desires. Even though I'm in a dry place and I like a little water, it's not here right now. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to seek you. Not only am I going to seek you, but my soul. I'm going to make sure my mind is on you. My soul is thirsty for you. David used the fact that his, his throat was dry. He turned it to his mind and say, though my mind is dry, I'm going to thirst for you. I'm going to reach out to you. And I know if I open it up, you're going to feel me. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no physical water. This has given us the ability to not allow what we're going through to hinder us from giving God due praise. It's right there in the text. In a dry and weary land, I thirst for you. There is no water here. So instead of me complaining about it, I'm going to change my perspective. Look at verse 2, have seen you in the sanctuary. In other words, I remember a time where you overshadowed me. I beheld your power and your glory. Sometimes in praise, you got to remember when God just showed up in your life. And you know God just shows up. He has a way of just coming around the corner. He has a way of invading your space. He has a way of letting us know that he cares. Glory, hallelujah. Have you ever been shopping for something and you really, really wanted it? And then you go over to the, the clearance rack and everything you wanted is right there in the clearance rack and reduced. <laughs> reduced to your price. That's the kind of God we serve. Guess who put it there? Guess who allowed them to break it all the way down? Something that costs a hundred and something dollars, you get it for three. Why can't you give him the glory? If you call anybody, you should be calling up on Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My God, you always take. You keep doing great things for me. Can't you tell we're a little dry right now? Judah is in a dry place. Praise is in a dry place. David was in a dry place. We're complaining around the world about what the world is going through. But even in the midst of grief, God is saying, give me glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, I love you and thank you for all that you do. In every season, you take care of us. Honor you for it. Glory to God. Because you love, your love is better than life. Look at verse 2. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. I like verse 3. Because you, your love is better than life. My God. My lips will glorify you. Please catch this. That means you got to start speaking it. When you have overwhelming thoughts, you got to change that by speaking things. My lips will glorify you. So if anxiety is in your mind, how do you cure it? You start talking back to God in the atmosphere. My lips will glorify you. Look at verse 4. I will praise you as long as I live. That's a commitment. Not just today. I'm going to bless you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Now your hands and your arms are like wings to God. 
You become like earthly cherubims when you lift up your hands to God. Your arms are your wings. Your fingers are the feathers. So wave them in the air like you don't care. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name I will lift up my hands. Verse 5. My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing, singing lips. My mouth will praise you. Notice, once you get your, your mind right, your body will follow. Sometimes people will say, you know what, Bishop? I don't feel like praising. I don't feel like preaching a lot of times. But when you get your mind right, your actions will follow. Nobody feels like praising God all the time. I'm not an automatum. I'm not a robot. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't move to the beat. Just because there's a beat, I'm a person. There are times when I don't feel like it. There are times when I'm grieving. And there are times when I go through denial. There's times when I get angry. There's times when I try to bargain. There's times when I have to overcome depression. Maybe you're in one of those stages. And then there's a time where I just accept it. It is what it is. So I'm not going to fight with you anymore. You know what? I'm going to change my perspective. Ain't nothing else changing. He's not coming. She's not coming. I heard a man tell me one time, my mom never came to my game. How old are you, man? I'm 45. She's not coming. You still own that? Listen, son, you got to get your heart right. It's affecting the way you deal with church folk. It's affecting the way you deal with God's people. Because mama didn't do something years ago. You got to get beyond that. We're all going through issues. But it shouldn't affect the way you give God glory. Can the church say amen? My soul will be satisfied as with the riches of foods. With singing lips. Look at that. The heart is different. My mouth will praise. With singing lips. Usually you sing when you feel good in your heart. But the Bible says in Isaiah 54, sing barren woman. Even though you could not bear. Break forth in the singing and cry aloud. In other words, when you cry out to God because of the anguish in your life, he still considers it a praise. Verse 6, on my bed I remember you. The next time you go into the secret chamber, remember God. Take a moment to say thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done. On my bed, I remember you. I think of your, uh, think of you through the watches of the night. Well, that's going to mess up some people. Because we think about everything but God, like reading this particular psalm. You'll see God. This is Psalm 63. Glory to God. Because, verse 7, you're my help. I sing in the shadow. I sing in the shadow of your wings. I want you to think about that. If God is standing here and his wings are spread and you're standing close to him, you're under the shadow. He says, I want you to sing. You got to see yourself being close to me. You're protected. He that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow 
of the Most High. And that is in his presence. And when you're in his presence, there's fullness. Hallelujah of joy. Verse 8, my soul clings to you. Wrap around God. Wrap around God. Wrap around God. Now I can lean on this chair. I can lean on this chair pretty good. It's really made for me to sit in. I can sit on the chair. It can handle my weight. It's not even screaming because it was made for me to sit on. But if I cling to it, I got to wrap myself with it. Here's a praise. Cling to God like that. Wrap yourself around the presence of God and cling. And when you cling, you're not easily distracted. When you cling, nobody can just throw you off. When you cling, you don't give up easy. A lot of people, man, they wear relationships like loose-fitting clothing. I'm done, I'm out. But when you cling, you ling, you linger. I need to pull up Ruth for a moment. Entreat me not to leave thee. Her mother-in-law was bitter. She lost her husband. Ruth lost her husband. Her sister-in-law lost her husband. All three of the men are gone. The three women are still there. There's a lot of anguish. How are you going to pay for anything? How are you going to support yourself? What are you going to do? Naomi says it's time for me to go home. And she went back to Bethlehem, the place of bread. And she was so bitter, she told Ruth, go back to your people. Go to Moab. Ruth said, don't say that to me. You're my lifeline. Why would you say that? Don't tell me to leave. In the scripture reads it like this. Entreat me not to leave thee. Glory to God. She could have said, you know what? You hurt my feelings and I'm out of there. But there's something in her that cling to the woman. The lady said some offensive things to her. And some of us about two minutes away from breaking away from relationships and fellowships. That really is a lifeline because we are wearing it loose fitting. When God wants you to be stronger than that. Say that I'm stronger than that. Glory to God. When God connects you with a lifeline, you don't break that. Break the ones that's causing uh, corruption to be pumped in. But when God gives you a lifeline, cling to it. You find a good friend, you don't give up on it. I'm preaching. I said, when you find a good friend, you never give up on it. Glory to God. And remember, you never put confidence in friends. You put your confidence in God. Who was that? Friends? How many of us? Have, who was that? Didn't he pass last week, last year? A couple months ago. He wrote it. You know why he wrote that? Because he had some friends to break away from. Don't put your confidence in people. Put your confidence in God. But when you find a good friend, cling. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Verse 8, my soul clings to you. Your strength, your right hand upholds me. Verse 9, they who seek my life will be destroyed. You don't have to sit a gallop, a gala. What is that? 
Um, you don't have to sink, uh, uh, prepare a hangman's noose for anybody who's seeking, your, who's seeking your life. You don't have to set up something from them. They will hang themselves when you're with God. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will go down to the pit. You'll watch them sink. Verse 10, they will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. They'll have their flesh devoured. Look at verse 11, but the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God's name will praise him. Please, people, give God the glory and the praise. While the mouths of liars is right there, will be silenced. Sometimes when people lie on us and say things, it affects our praise. But it shouldn't. It shouldn't affect us entering into the sanctuary. It shouldn't affect us in how we deal with the people of God. Rise above it. Rise above it. Why? Why? I'm just tired. Tired of what? Life is life. Take the perspective off of life and put it on God. As I close, rejoice in the Lord always. Anybody know how to finish that? And again, I say rejoice. So rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Philippians chapter 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Praise him in the morning. Praise him when you're on your way to work. Praise him when you go to lunch. Chipotle. Praise him when you're in shells. Praise him when you're in, uh, what's that, cheddars. Praise him when you go to Mickey D's. Praise him when you're getting your pizza. Praise him when you're on your way home after having a good night. Hey, this ain't work. This play. <laughs> Praise him when you're sick in your body. Praise him when you're sick of praising him. You're in the desert of Judah. There is no water, but praise him anyway. Praise him when you don't feel like praising him. Praise him when you don't feel like praising him. Praise him when you don't have no energy to praise. There is no energy at all. You're in the desert of Judah, but praise him anyway. Praise him when you're sick of people singing songs. That song again? Praise him anyway. This is how you shake up your world. You want your world to be shaken up? Praise God. He'll start shaking it up. And every, when it all comes back into order, you'll be, you'll be the one standing on the mountaintop. This is how you shake up the world around you. Is give God glory. Glory to God. I'm, this is a great point that I'm making right here. You want things, you want to be in the advantage and not at the disadvantage any longer, start giving praise. Praise will give you the advantage. The verbal advantage, the physical advantage, and the spiritual advantage. The relational advantage. God adds something to you while you're praising him that you don't have right now. And when he gives you the verbal advantage, you'll be able to speak with more accuracy. When he gives you the physical advantage, he'll give you the energy to overcome. When he gives you the spiritual advantage, your faith will soar above the issues. Glory to God. 
This is how you break away from all of your anxiety and from all of your change is to give God praise. You bow, shackles on your feet can't hinder you from dancing now because he will break the shackles. This is how you put the force of faith into action and that is to give God praise. This is how you unleash the awesomeness that he put inside of you. And that is to give him praise. You want to unleash the awesome power of God, the mighty power of God. Start giving him praise. Praise the one and living, true and living God. This is how you unleash the awesome power of God in your life. Putting faith into action by praising God. Thank you, Lord. My mother-in-law passed on last Saturday. Uh, so did uh, Cynthia Stinning. Her mother passed maybe a minute or two down in Miami. So Cynthia had to go south. I've been in council with them. Uh, she's uh, managing it well. Her and Brew are standing together. But I was there when mother uh, breathed her last breath. Uh, the wife was singing in her ear. Actually singing a, a, a song of praise. And what a, a, a powerful memory. To, I was holding her toe. And mother and uh, Pastor Sabrina was singing in her ear. I just want to, to, to remember that scene because uh, regardless of what we go through, we have to learn how to give God the glory. And uh, by doing that, you inoculate yourself from some deep depression just by giving him praise. Thank you, Lord. I hate this part of ministry, and that is to have to lower people in the ground and have to talk about death so much. I hate it uh, with a passion. But it is what we're called to do. From the foundation of the world, this is what he obviously wanted me to do. And I believe God wanted me to tell all of you that even in the midst of trials and traumas, he still deserves praise. Amen. Come on, let's give God the glory and the praise. So I conclude this message with a praise. Father. You're king of all kings and Lord of all lords. I honor you. On behalf of this great people, I lift you high. I know that this faith in action, this praise, actually unleashes the power of the awesome, true and living God. So as I lift up my hands and as I lift my voice on behalf of your people, Though David was in Judah, in the desert of Judah, and many of us are in the desert of our praise experience. Where there is no water, still, Father, our eyes are focused on you. We know that when we praise you, you're going to release the resources, the refreshment, and everything we need to overcome. So moisten your people. Those who are in a dry spot right now can't feel nothing. I thank you that the rain is coming. Even this morning, this morning the rain began to fall. And I thank you, God, that when it rains, we should ask for rain. And so, Father, I thank you for plenishing all of the pools of your people. Those dry and thirsty lands will become springs. I decree it in the name of the Lord. Bless truth revealed in all of its affiliates. Continue to provide for her and guide her. Father, I love you and thank you for all that you do. 
Even in the midst of grief, you're still God. I honor you, Lord. And I'm asking you to bless your people with long life and prosperity in relationships, in education. Glory to God. In supplying every need according to your riches and glory. With a true heart to give you glory and praise. Thank you that your love is better than life. Therefore our lips will praise you. Thus will we bless you. We will lift our hands to your name. And it is so. In Jesus name. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.